This is Come and See from St. Andrew's Anglican Church for January 5th, 2014. The Gospel is taken from the book of Matthew, chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. The message is by Mother Nancy James. Well, to begin my sermon, I, I wanted to ask if you saw a common theme through all of the lessons for today, but you only got one, so I'll give you a little jump start by giving you the selection from the Old Testament reading from Jeremiah, which started with, sing aloud with gladness, and it ends with, and my people shall be satisfied with my bounty. Okay, And then there was a psalm which began with, How lovely is your dwelling place. And in the middle of it, it, it reads, Happy are those who live in your house, and happy are those whose strength is in you, in whose heart are the highways of Zion. So then that brings us to our New Testament reading, which was from... Ephesians, and it began, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing. And it ended, You may know what is the hope to which he has called you. What are the riches of his glorious inheritance among the saints? And what is the immeasurable greatness of his power for us who believe? So do you see a common theme? Blessings and abundance. God blesses us abundantly. He provides for those who believe in him. We are cared for. We're loved. And then we come to the gospel lesson. And the story this morning was the three wise men and the giving of gifts. Okay. Okay. Three wise men who saw a sign and followed it. Okay. Want to make sure I got my quotes right. So there you go. Okay. And in their story, they also encounter somebody. Herod, who is a non-believer. And so they give us this example of how to deal with non-believers. Right? How did they interact with Herod? They answered all his questions. They gave him the truth. They shared the knowledge. They didn't try to convert him. They didn't tell him he was wrong. They didn't pronounce judgment on him. Right? Right? And they didn't lie to him. They just spoke to him in truth. And let him bear the responsibility of his own decisions. It's an example of how we should deal with non-believers 
And even though they encountered a non-believer on their journey, they still stayed focused on where they were going. They kept their eye upon the star and where they were supposed to go, and they continued until they felt their task was completed. But you know, though it doesn't say it, I know if it was me and God had called me to do something like that, and I had gotten there and I had done what I was supposed to do and I was on my way home, I think every day I would reflect back on that event. So while they remained focused on it every day until they completed the task, it still affected them, and they thought and reflected on it every day until death, when they met Jesus face to face. And, you know, what a marvelous kind of reunion that would be. You know, they had joy in their relationship with this inspirational force that they followed. You know, they were Gentile. They weren't Jewish, but yet they were compelled by a feeling to seek the king of the Jews. And from their abundance that, again, they thought, well, the Lord has blessed us with this. They shared their abundance and trusted it to all work out. And you get further testimony in the gospel about their relationship with the Lord because it is an angel who comes to them and warns them not to go back to Herod. So it's the actions and the commitment of the Magi that I want to talk to you about this morning. They're an important part of the Christmas story, and yet I don't know if it's because of the timeline of it. We seem to be focused on the event and not the bigger bigger picture. It's almost like the Magi coming afterwards like this postscript that's stuck on the end of the Christmas story. But it's an important part because it's an example